welcome. Thank you for this opportunity to share this time to join with you, to find peace amongst the chaos. And as you're like to invite you to close your eyes right now. I would like you to sit up nice and straight, relax your shoulders, and let's begin by taking some deep breaths, breathing in the breath of life, and as we breathe out, we're letting go of all kinds of tensions. We're going to breathe in our first breath quieting the mind, that breath is like it's erasing it or making it like clouds just drift by. Taking that breath in, as we breathe out, we just let those thoughts go. Your second breath is to breathe in all of the emotions, all of the feelings you might be bringing with you today. Don't suppress them, don't deny them, feel them. But as you breathe out, you're gonna give it to the breath of life and let it dissipate and balance and align your emotions. Your third breath, we're gonna invite that breath of life to fill us up and give it its effervescence, energy and joy and vibrancy so that we can go out into the world and share it. I want to remind you that it takes you to be still and ask to invite so that you can be the instrument of peace wherever you go. So this time of silence is very, very sacred, very, very important.
I come to you today to seek the peace that you alone can give. I come in silence. In the quiet of my heart, the deep recesses of my mind, I wait and listen for your voice. My Father, speak to me today. I come to hear your voice in silence and in certainty and love. Sure, you will hear my call and answer me. breath in through your nose now. Breathe in and slowly breathe out. I would like to thank nature for all of the practice it's giving us of how to find calm amongst the noises. The train had perfect timing. The cell phone had perfect timing. What a beautiful example of how we have to stay in our lane when there's distractions going around us. How do you keep your center amongst all the chaos and the noise? It takes practice. So let's continue on with the rest of this beautiful opportunity to practice about how to hear the silence, to how to have peace by lighting the chalice beautiful chalice. I think you have the words in your pews if you want to join me. We gather this hour as people of faith with joys and sorrows, gifts and needs. We light this beacon of hope, sign of our quest for truth and meaning in celebration of life we share together. grandchildren. So I wanted to share that with you. Okay? 
There are times when I worry about what might happen next and what happened before. The thoughts in my head are like running, rushing water and I feel like a boat with no anchor being carried away, tumbling down, down, down. I give myself a moment and I take a breath. And then I tell myself, it's all right. I feel the ground beneath my feet and steady myself. And I start to notice the here and the now. My thoughts begin to settle. My mind begins to clear. And I am peace. I catch my worries gently pop and disappear. I let them go. I can say what I feel inside out loud. I know myself. I can share kindness with others, and I can make a difference. That's me with two working feet. <laughs> we plant a seed, and look what's starting to grow. It's getting bigger, stronger. I can hug a tree and thank it for its beauty and its strength. I connect to nature. I can lean on that tree and I can watch the clouds make shapes against the sky. And I know wonder. I can taste and smell and touch and hear and see what is all around me. I use my senses, but I can feel my breath, feel my whole body, and I tune into me, the real me, the invisible me. Now, the water is still. I have found my anchor and everything is all right. I don't need to worry about before or after. I am in this moment. I am peace. Now, I share my peace with others. And I hope that it carries away to all who need it. And I dream. We are peace. I know Reverend Curtis as a friend, a teacher, and a healer. Formerly, formerly a professional dancer, she is a practicing Course in Miracles teacher, a Reiki master, and Tai Chi instructor. As early as 1985, she was a student of mystic Joel Goldsmith. She's also a certified way of forgiveness counselor, and it is my honor and joy to welcome Delane Curtis. Thank you. 
Sir James, give me my backdrop. The professional dancer needs the backdrop. <laughs> Wait, that's not it. <laughs> kind of funny to think I was a professional dancer when I'm standing here in front of you with all metal back now, isn't it? Kind of a cosmic joke to have a spirit of a dancer and have a, a metal spine. But I'm actually standing in front of you to bear witness that what I'm offering you works. If it wasn't for the time I spend in silence and releasing and letting go, I'm pretty sure I'd be in a wheelchair and not working and not functioning. So I'm offering this to you not as, look at me and look at what I'm doing. It's more of, look at what you can do too. There is no one that is favored by the source of all that is and wants you to know you have access to that as well. So along with this, Maggie mentioned that I've been teaching since 1999, A Course in Miracles. And one of the main themes which a lot of non-dualistic teachings are offering is that when you change your perception, your whole world changes. But you have to have a willingness. You have to say, okay, I surrender my thoughts, my beliefs, and my knowing to something, whatever you call it, that knows all that is. So, when I was meditating and asking Spirit of how I could reach out to you, talk to you, not just tell you what to do, or have you read what about it, I wanted you to experience it. And that's why even sharing the joys and sorrows was so powerful today. Because one of the first things you do, or what I heard when I went into meditation was teach him to, uh, to pray, ask, listen, then follow. Some of us might, I don't know what your definition of prayer is. If I asked you, if any one of you would share with me, what is your definition of prayer? What do you think of when someone says you need to pray? Yeah, I had a brother in Florida tell me he's gonna pray for me lately. I'm gonna, <laughs> okay, you do that. <laughs> Study of positive intention. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? I'm like Maggie. Some, it seems like an old school concept of prayer was like, you need help. I'm going to pray for you. Get out of the gutter. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. You know? But when I teach my definition of prayer, it's about relationship, it's about communication with this something, it's not a person, 
We try to give it names, but it has no name that is even close to what it is. We can't define it. I actually like to define it as dance. <laughs> it's movement, butterflies, sparkle, that, that, that is. But I have a relationship with it, meaning I spend time, when I say prayer, I spend time talking to it. It doesn't need it. It knows everything about me and what I'm, what's going on. But I need to do it. I need to talk to it. So that's like when you're doing your joys and sorrows, you're expressing what you as a human being needs. Mind you, this is for what I would call, if you were doing a class with me, called expression session. It's for you to express yourself. And you've noticed I'm not very expressive, right? No. Some of that dancer in me, you know? But if you don't, as human beings, mentally, psychologically, you're going to get sick. If you bottle it up inside and hold it in and have resentment and grievances, you're going to get sick. It's going to show up in one way or another. Now we go, what does that mean? Did I do this purposely? No, we're just coming to the mindset to understand that it is important to have a safe place to express yourself, to let it out, so that you can be freed of belief systems that no longer serve you. For instance, a belief system that a prayer means that I'm condemned and I have to be saved. We want to let go of all beliefs that block us from feeling what love really is. In order to do that, there's an old scriptural passage that said you have to let go of the old wine before you fill it with new wine or dump it out, something like that. Okay, So we have to let those emotions out. Maggie mentioned to you that I teach Tai Chi, and its principle is Yi Dao Chi Dao, where thought goes, energy follows. So if your mind is filled with grievances and thoughts and worries, guess what your emotion, your energy is going to be filled with? So it's very important to be in touch with yourself so that you can express. And guess what? The source that all that is, as I told you, it's not a person. It doesn't judge. It doesn't condemn. It doesn't abandon you. It just keeps pouring love to you. It lets you express everything out. So once we pray or ask, we have to learn how to listen. So I want to do a little experiment with you right now. How many of you think you're good listeners? Great. OK. Great. So if you, if you have a I know we're keeping space with COVID, but I want you to turn to maybe the partner in your pew, and I want you in your mind to think of a story that's happened to you recently, maybe something that happened last night at dinner, a family member, something, and I want you to look at the partner in your pew and just start talking at him at the same time. <laughs> Go. Tell your story. 
Talk at the same time. Just talk at them. Just let it all out. with our stories, right? <laughs> Let me tell you about my problem. It's worse than yours. No, mine's worse than yours. Wait, did you know I have a broken back? Like, did you know, did you know, did you know? Question. When you were talking at each other, could you actually hear and be present to the person that was talking with you? Of course not. So guess what? The same thing happens between us and our maker. Not that the maker, the maker knows and can, this is proof I'm not the maker and I don't want to be, can hear everybody and everything, frequencies and across the entire universe and be what it is, magnificent. We are not. We have to practice how to be still, how to be present. As I shared with you, my concept of praying is learning how to talk to this source. To learn how to listen, we have to stop our mind spinning, thinking and winding and whirling and swirling around so that we can receive. So just like you experienced, if you say, I'm going to go and pray or I'm going to go meditate and your mind is still going, there is no way you can receive the still small voice or the inner guidance or the quiet nudging. What I will share with you is the voice within is very soft and gentle and loving, non-condemning, non-judgmental. It may talk to you. It does speak loudly to me because I talk a lot, I guess. I don't know. Or sometimes I will ask a question and I'll go out and there'll be a sign show up or somebody will start almost channeling what I need to hear. So what I want to tell you, that's not just about me. All of you have the same access. This voice that all that is, is talking to you always if you're willing to be open to listen. So how do you learn how to listen? You shut your mouth. <laughs> you stop talking. You stop analyzing. You stop planning. Oh my gosh. You stop being the doer of the dream. And you are the instrument of the one. Big difference. Now this all seems crazy, because you got to get those plans done, you got to get stuff done. It's what we call being in function. There is a time and a place to be in function. But what I'm encouraging you to do is before you do anything, you stop, 
15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes at night, and every hour in the hour for beginning practice. You sit with the one that is. You just go into that space and be still and receive. I call it sunbathing. You just go, oh, okay, give it to me. I don't even know what I'm receiving half the time. But trust me, it shows up when it needs to. But that time that I spent with Source is that deep, committed relationship that I'm encouraging you to seek so you can have calm amongst the chaos. There's so much out there. We talked about COVID or, you know, emotional stuff going on in our families or health. These are things that can shake us and rattle us and scare us. But what I want to tell you is the source that all that is does not know nothing of fear. It does not advocate fear and doubt, sickness, illness, any of those things. That seems ridiculous, doesn't it? But that is not the source that I know or am demonstrating to you. If I believed that I was never going to walk again, I would not. Now, that doesn't mean 10 years from the line I may be in a wheelchair and not able to walk. Not going there. But if it is, I will have a peace that everything is cool. <laughs> I got this. And in a strange way, that is what I'm sharing with you. There was a life. I had a whole nother life as a professional dancer, very successful and busy, and I used to do jumps and leaps that you wouldn't believe. And now I can't get down the stair without having help. But I'm cool with it, because I am 5,000 years old now, so you know I'm doing pretty well. Okay. So after we pray, we listen, guess what comes next? You have a choice to follow. You may hear within what to do and to say, but you're going, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do it my way. We call it ego. Some people call it darkness. Some people call it the devil. The devil made me do it. Actually, it is because it's counter to what love is. Love is not definable. Love is. Love is just extreme joy and peace and happiness. You cannot put words. I have a great, my great teacher, my master, his name is Yeshua. He said, words upon words twice removed. They are symbols upon symbols. They cannot come close to the language of spirit. Probably why I like to dance. And believe it or not, there was a time in my life I never talked, very shy, and I still get very nervous when I get around people. But when the spirit moves through me, I'm moving, talking and sharing. But I do have a choice to listen. I can go back to my old belief systems of fear and doubt and worry. Those are things, whatever, your mind is like the greatest computer. It's beyond what they can figure out. What you fill it up with is what you project out in the world. 
What we don't understand that most of us are conditioned with so many beliefs that are coloring our vision. And vision is not the same as the knowledge of, of the one that is. Or vision is different than judgment. In other words, we're looking at the world with judgment through our, our belief system and not with the eyes of love that has vision. Does that make sense? I think I said it backwards, but. In other words, as human beings, we're looking at things with judgment because we've been conditioned. In other words, if I would have believed that a woman with a metal back would never be able to walk again and didn't trust that the source of all that is doesn't want that for me, I would have stayed immobile. And that doesn't supersede the possibilities that am I willing to listen and follow what is my purpose? My purpose is to show, is to help people understand that there is peace in the world no matter what is happening. Some of you here know my story about my back. I've also had a son die of a very rare cancer. I had spent a time in my life where I was homeless and didn't have a place to take care of my three children. Yeah, I've experienced a lot of stuff. But I don't remember one time ever doubting love, whatever name we call it. And I'm here sharing with you that I'm not any different than you. But I do know that when we surrender and trust all that is, that we give to love, all good. And we can smile. And we can feel peace. And we can share that with one another. And that's what it's about. The only way we're going to help this world of all its chaos is to learn how to have that peace within first and then share. I think there was a great teacher, Gandhi, that said, be the change you want to see. All the great teachers, guides, say the same thing. Be still and know that I am with you. Same thing. I don't care what language, what path that works best for you. By the way, when I was growing up, they asked me what my religion was. And I was raised Christian, Catholic actually. Loved the ceremony, the pomp and circumstance. But when people would ask me what I was, I would say I'm a dancer. Because that's what I did religiously six, seven days a week, practiced. And as a dancer, I always learned to listen within. I was telling Jeremy, the music got into my soul, and then I expressed it out. So my religion is a dancer. That's my religion. And I'm giving a lot of different flavors to help people see all religions are the same if you learn how to be still and listen. When we let the one that is only love guide us, we can't go wrong. So, 
I would like to continue on, and I want you to bear with me, because I, because of my dance training, you must practice. Okay. So I have another song I'd like you, I'm gonna turn the lights down, and I'd like you to use this song as a way to, and it's kind of long, I wanna warn you, but a part of it is in, in the Kirtans and, and uh, I don't know, Buddhist faith, and I've done yoga, I've experienced a lot of different pathways, you might call it. But the, the, the call is, is to learn how to listen, and they repeat things for a long time so that you let go of your thinking mind and fill the mind up with truth. So you'll notice at the end of the song, it seems like it's like days going on, the same thing over and over and over and over, because guess what? We need that kind of reminder. And if you're noticing that you're going, when is this song going to stop? <laughs> it's just an indicator, not that you're doing anything wrong, it's just an indicator of how much this world has possessed you, meaning most of us have forgotten how to be still and quiet. I shared with Jeremy, we talked a little bit today. I said, as a child, I was raised with 12 people in the family, and my job in the family was to do the dishes. There's a lot of dishes in our household. I hated it. So my father, an incredible man. Jerry, you remind me a lot of my dad. Not that you're older than me, but it's that essence. <laughs> but that essence. When I was seven years old, he said, I, Dad, I don't want to do this. He said, make this your meditation. So every dish I washed, I began to just be still and watch and accept. And pretty soon, I couldn't wait to the time to wash dishes. Crazy, huh? So I have been trained from a very early age to meditate. I don't even like to use the word meditate. Meditation for me is the process. We pray, we meditate, and others we stop the thinking mind, fill the mind with truth, so we can finally come to stillness where there's quiet. In that stillness, in that void of no thingness, so when we feel the energy of life, and that's when I want to dance. Okay. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we carry in our hearts until we are together again. Please remember who you are. You are one with all that is. Spend a lot of time with that one that wants to commune with you and talk with you and share with you. That's how you're going to find peace. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.